Welcome to the Victor Orlando Podcast. We exist to reach people with the life-giving message of Jesus and to connect them with their purpose. To learn more about us, visit us at victoryorlando.com. Thanks for listening. We pray that you are encouraged and inspired by today's message. I'm excited to be back for this series on prayer. How many of you enjoyed the first week last week on prayer, learning the Lord's Prayer and how to pray effectively? So I'm looking forward to sharing a part of that series here today on tuning in to hear the voice of God. So um, why don't we get into the word right now? If you would turn with me to 1 Kings 19, verse 11. Are you ready for the word today? Awesome. 1 Kings 19, 11, we're going to read this and then we're going to pray. This is at a, a place where Elijah was in a moment where he needed direction. He needed guidance. He needed encouragement. He had just won a great victory, but now his life was being threatened and he was running for his life. He was actually hiding in this moment. Have you ever been there where you just needed some direction? You needed some encouragement? You needed some help? Anybody relate? (laughs) So this is where Elijah is at when the Lord speaks to him. The Lord said to him, go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. Then a great and powerful wind tore through the mountains and shattered the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, there was an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake came a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle whisper, and then the Lord began to speak to him. Why don't we pray as we get into the word? God, I just pray that we would have ears to hear what your spirit is saying. I pray that during these moments that we would just shut out all the voices and all the noise that's in this world, and we would tune in to hear what your spirit is saying. I thank you, God, that you promise that each one of us can hear from you. And so I pray today that faith would arise in every single person's heart, that they can hear your voice and be led by your spirit. Lord, we open our hearts to receive from you, to hear from you. Let your will be done in us. Let your kingdom come in us, in this church and through us in Jesus name. If you agree, say amen. Amen. Growing up, my dad used to ask me on a almost a daily basis, a regular basis, Sarah, what is God speaking to you? And I would look at him like, what? And he'd say, what is God speaking to you, Sarah? And I would think, you are the pastor, daddy. You should be hearing from God. Why are you asking me? My dad was a pastor. He grew up, you know, I grew up in a pastor's home and so he, was, he would ask me, and finally I got the clue what he was trying to do. It wasn't that he wasn't hearing from God. It was that he was trying to get me to hear from God. He was trying to get me to tune in to hear what God was saying. And so sometimes I'd say, oh, this is what God is saying. He'd say, that's great. And then other times I, I didn't know what. I said, I don't, I don't really know, Dad. <laughs> and, and so he would just encourage me, Sarah, you can hear the voice of God. And so today, you know, a lot of people think only preachers or religious people can hear from God. But I want to show you in the scripture that every single believer, every follower of Christ can have the confidence that they can hear from God. This is not just reserved for preachers or religious people. Every one of us can hear from God. Amen. 
Look at John 10, 27. Jesus said this, my sheep hear my voice. They know me and follow me. We are all called the sheep of his pasture. We are just being led by him. He's our shepherd. He's guiding us. He's directing us. And he says, they hear my voice. So we can know that we hear his voice. And then in Romans 8, 14, it says, those who are led by the spirit are the sons and daughters of God. How many of you sons and daughters in this place? Every one of you. You are, when, when you come into the family of God, when you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you are a son, you are a daughter of God, amen? You get adopted by him. And he says, you can have confidence that you can be led by his spirit. Isaiah 30, 21 says, whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice saying, this is the way, walk in it. So, All these scriptures and more promise us that we can be led by the Spirit, that we can hear God's voice. So the message I want to share today is it's time to tune in. Tell your neighbor next to you, say, tune in. Tune in, tune in. Just like you would tune in to a radio station, you know, back in, back in the day. I'm not that old, but, for, you know, I guess it's like an old thing. And Bobby's going to help me here. But, you know, when you would tune into a, a station, you have to tune past some static, right? How many of you know there's a lot of static in this world today? And it takes time to tune into a clear channel. Florida District Court of Appeals. All right, clear channel. Good job. Give Bobby a big hand. (laughs) Just, you know, in the same way, we have to tune past the static in our world, the static that's all around us, all the voices that are vying for our attention, and tune in to the clear channel of God's voice. And here's what I want to encourage you, that you can have confidence that you can hear his voice. Some people are like, I don't know if I can really hear God's voice. I'm not good enough. You know what? That's a lie. (laughs) You can hear from God. And the, the, why is it so important that we hear from God? Because the key to discerning and fulfilling our purpose in life is linked to us hearing from God. The key to you discerning and fulfilling the plan that God has for you is hearing his voice because he created you distinct for a unique purpose for things that I'm not called to do that you're called to do. So each one of us have to hear from God and follow his voice. God, the, the really the bottom line is he wants a relationship with us. You know, he came so that he could walk with us. You know, think about Adam and Eve that they walked and talked with G, with God in the garden, you know, and that's, that's the desire of his heart that he would have that kind of intimate relationship with each one of us that we can walk and we can talk with him. We can drive and we can work in the midst of hearing his voice and talking and listening to him all throughout the Bible is full of the, of the word hear and listen. And, and I was looking at it and I found that listen is actually mentioned 696 times. That's a lot. (laughs) Talk is only mentioned 160 times. Uh, Your mother would probably agree with that. Have you ever heard your mom say, you have two ears and one mouth? (laughs) So you're supposed to listen (laughs) more than you talk. (laughs) Any any moms said that? I had the opposite. My mom was a talker. (laughs) 
Talk is only mentioned 160 times. Love is mentioned 490 times. Okay? Faith is mentioned 250 times. So even though talking and loving and faith, they're all vital. But look at how many times he says, hear and listen. All of these are important. But the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. So if we're hearing his word, if we're listening to his voice, we're going to more apt, you know, we're going to walk in faith. We're going to walk in love. Amen. We're going to know when he checks us and says, "Mm, that's not love. (laughs) Right. So we're going to be more ready to walk in the plan that he has for us. If we're listening to his voice. And I believe in our day, in our time that there are whispers from heaven that the Lord wants to speak to you throughout your day, that he wants to speak to you, just like that gentle whisper when he spoke to Elijah and he gave him direction. You know, in that passage, right in the moment where Elijah was afraid for his life, he was being threatened and he was fearful, and the Lord spoke to him in a gentle whisper. You know what he told him to do? He told him to go and appoint some leaders. So he gave him some practical instruction in the moment where he was afraid, where he needed direction, and he needed clarity of what to do. And God wants to do the same thing in our life. He wants to give us some practical direction. He wants to give us wisdom in the little matters and in the big matters. Amen? So we can have confidence that he wants to guide us. And this is all a part of our prayer life. This is one aspect of our prayer life that we're talking about. I remember the first time that I heard from God that really stood out to me was when I was 11 years old. How many of you know that kids can hear from God? God wants to speak to our children. And I was in a children's church service like we have here today. Pastor Heather does a great job and all the volunteers. But, uh, yeah, and um, she, uh, we were in worship um, when I was at, at that age, and our, our children's pastor taught us how to worship. I mean, she taught us, I mean, she treated us like adults in the sense that we could hear from God just like the big people could. <laughs> and I, I so appreciated that because I believed her. I believe this woman of God, she would say, you tap into the spirit of God. And we would, I mean, we would experience an outpouring of the Holy Spirit in our, in our children's church. And so I remember being in worship in children's church and seeing a vision while we were in worship. And I remember in this vision, I was standing next to Jesus and I looked forward and there were these big video screens in front, in front of us. And all of a sudden pictures of children from all over the world began to flash on these screens. Children that were hungry, children that were alone, that were abandoned, that were lost, that were thirsty and barely clothed. And I began to cry. I had not seen anything like that. And I looked at Jesus and I said, Jesus, why are you showing me this? And he said, because these are the children that I've called you to help. And I looked at him and I said, I'm just a kid, Jesus. I'm 11. <laughs> and he reminded me of a scripture that I had learned at a young age from Jeremiah 1.5. Don't say that you're just a youth. For you will go wherever I send you. Whatever I tell you to say, you will say. Don't be afraid of their faces, for I am with you, says the Lord. So I said, okay, God, I'll go wherever you want me to go. And I went home that night. I said, Dad, I'm going to be a missionary. I'm going to go all over the world. I'm going to help these children that I saw. And he was like, okay, great. I believe you will. 
<laughs> I think it's important that parents encourage their kids, even when it doesn't always make sense. And he said, I believe you will. Why don't you start here and start now? Start serving in the church. Start serving in our local outreaches. We would do local outreaches like you do with the Hope Truck. So I started serving at a young age, and that heart for children began to grow. And then we started traveling and doing missions and and then moved overseas, as many of you know, to Asia and started building children's homes. And now, I guess that was 25 years after that vision, seeing 15 children's homes finished uh, this past year is, to me, it blows my mind. The faithfulness of God, the miracle power of God, kids that are now being rescued out of sex trafficking, kids that are now being rescued from being abandoned. But you know what? It started just a little bitty seed of the Lord saying, this is what I want you to do. So I want to encourage you. There are dreams. There are visions that God wants to put inside of you and in your children. And they, sometimes they don't come to pass all at once. Sometimes they take a long time, but don't get weary, you know, write that vision down and let God bring it to pass. And he wants to speak to us. He wants to speak to us in those big things, but he also wants to speak to us in the little things of, you know, just how to raise our kids and how to get along with our spouse. Come on, somebody. You know what I'm talking about? (laughs) You know, even in our finances, in our relationships, in our business deals. God wants to give you wisdom and creative ideas. God can give you witty inventions. He can give you innovative ideas that can bring supernatural finances for the kingdom of God. Amen. We had a guy in our church who got a creative idea on how to, how to make, um, this, the certain, uh, clips that are on backpacks and he invented those. And now he's been able to you know, use the funds that he's made from that little invention to now sow into the kingdom of God. So God can give people creative ideas, amen, in that secret place. So we know, okay, God wants to speak to us, but how many of you know the enemy doesn't want us to hear? So there are obstacles to keep us from hearing God's voice. What are some of the obstacles? Number one, distractions. How many of you have ever been distracted? Anybody distracted right now? Like, shove your neighbor. Wake up! (laughs) I I was thinking about this, you know, uh, not long ago. I was traveling to to go somewhere to minister, and I was in the airport, and I was by myself, which is not normal. Uh, Normally, I'm with Caleb or my kids. And so I kind of was enjoying it. I was like, (laughs) I'm by myself. I'm just going to wander and just, (laughs) you know, get lost. (laughs) So I'm window shopping and I'm looking at the magazines and I'm just like, you know, not really paying attention. And then I see out of the corner of my eye, the, the people are lining up for the plane. So I get in this long line and I, you know, get out my ticket and I'm just on social media, you know, just like totally distracted. And I hand her my ticket and she goes, girl, are you paying attention? She said, this ticket says Jacksonville, North Carolina, but you're supposed to be going to Jacksonville, Florida, (laughs) or, but this flight is going to Jacksonville, Florida. And I look at it and I look at the counter that it was true. That flight was going to Jacksonville, Florida. And I was supposed to be going to Jacksonville, North Carolina. And she goes, girl, you better run. You better run. (laughs) So I just took off. And then I realized, man, I got to catch a train to get to the next terminal. Anyway, it was a miracle. I actually made it. 
But I thought about it. I was so distracted. I almost missed my destination. I almost missed where I was supposed to be going because I just was, you know, lost, wandering, right? (laughs) I was just distracted. And our world is distracting. You know, there are so many voices, our, you know, the news and social media and our job and friends, and some of them are good voices. Some of them are great voices speaking into our life, but some can totally drown out the voice of God from speaking to us. And sometimes we can be so busy with so many things going on that if we don't quiet our hearts, we'll miss the destination that God has for us. We'll miss hearing from him. And so distractions are something that actually can keep us from hearing God's voice. In fact, you know, as I've studied this chronic noise can actually cause people to lose their, their sense of being just the sense of identity because they're so busy. They're so wrapped up in what's happening with everyone else and they lose their own sense of identity and their own sense of purpose. And so sometimes you have to say, you know what? I'm going to fast listening to everything else. And I'm going to listen to what God is saying to me. <laughs> and I'm going to focus in on what he's called me to do. doesn't mean that you, you shut everybody else out. You still got to listen to your children. Come on. <laughs> don't abandon your children or your husband, but you, you need to take time to seek God and hear what is he saying? Because he wants to speak to us. Another thing that can keep us from hearing is sin. You know, just simply sin. Isaiah 59 two talks about how that sin keeps us from hearing from God. It can cause us to grow dull and we all sin. I mean, we all mess up. We all make mistakes. Uh, but really, the whole thing about sin is it separates us from God. But when, we're, when we just say, God, give me a sensitive heart that when I do mess up, that I'm quick to say, God, forgive me. Help me get back in, in that fellowship with you. And you know what the Bible says, as we heard earlier, that he's faithful and just to forgive us. First John 1 John 1.9, he, he's faithful to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. I mean, I messed up this week, and I had to say, God, forgive me, cleanse me. <laughs> you know, I said something I shouldn't have said, and I had to repent. You know, every one of us mess up. Every one of us make mistakes. And so, but the wonderful thing is the grace of God is there to draw us close. Amen? James um, Chapter four, verse eight says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse yourself. So when we say, God, cleanse me, forgive me. You know what? His grace is right there to get us right back in fellowship with him. And like uh, Steve said, we don't have to wait some years to then hear from God. God wants to speak to us. And many times it's just like us, you know, pushing aside and no, no, I know better. I know better. Right. But if we'll draw near, he wants to speak to us. I mean, for me, at times, selfishness and pride have kept, kept me from hearing from God. Thinking that my, I know better than God. And I know the decisions that I may, need to make uh, are better than what he, he wants me to make. And I've had to realize it the hard way sometimes. When I've done something and, and God says, that's not the way I wanted you to do it. <laughs> that's not the person that I wanted you to connect with. You know, and then the Lord... I would repent, and then all of a sudden, I'd get clarity. I'd get peace and direction. So his grace and mercy are available every single day as we draw near to him. The other thing that Mark eleven twenty five says is, when you stand praying, forgive, that your prayers may not be hindered. So unforgiveness can actually hinder our prayers from being effective. And so 
in our walk with the Lord saying, God, if there is hurt, if there's offense, if there's bitterness towards somebody, I'm going to choose to forgive. I'm going to choose to walk in love. Amen. And we don't forgive because they deserve it, but we forgive because Jesus forgave us. Amen. And because Jesus forgave us, he's called us to forgive others. So forgiveness actually opens the door for the Lord to bring favor and to, to see prayers answered. And that's not me speaking. That's the word, Mark eleven twenty five. So how we know the hindrances, but now how do we hear from God? Number one, God speaks through his word. One of the ways that God speaks is through the word of God. God's word is is, you know, his love letter to us. Psalms 119, 105 says, the word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. By your word, I see where I'm going. So the word of God illuminates when we are, when we don't know what to do, when we need direction, all of us need direction. And the word of God reveals God's character. It reveals his will to us. And I don't know about you, but many times the Holy Spirit will bring scriptures to my mind when I'm praying of things that, you know, give me clarity and direction. So God speaks through his word. He also speaks by his Holy Spirit. John 16, 13 says, he, the spirit of truth will guide you into all truth and show you things to come. He will show you things to come. I I know in my own life, there are times when I've been in worship and the Holy Spirit will just speak something to me. He'll remind me of something. He'll show, direct me in something. And it's not an audible voice, but it's that inward knowing that this is God. And the more time you spend with him, the more you recognize this is the Lord leading me in this way. I remember when I first started spending time with God and I would ask God, Lord, help me to hear your voice. And one morning I woke up and the Lord said, pray for your friend Melinda. And I thought, oh. Okay, you know, and, and it wasn't an audible. He didn't say it out loud, but it was in my spirit. I, I felt like I was supposed to pray for my friend Melinda. So I start praying for her. I get to school and she rushes in the door like all disheveled. And I said, what happened to you? She said, I was just in a car accident. My car was totaled, but I'm alive. She said, I have no, I have no broken bones. It's a miracle. My car just is, you know, completely totaled. And I look at her and in my, in my heart, I thought that was God. That was God telling me, pray for your friend. You know what? That's how the Lord speaks, those little promptings. And if we're tuned in, we'll hear those promptings and be able to work with him in what he's wanting to do. So he speaks by his word, by his spirit, and he speaks through his people. Hebrews 1.1 says, on many past occasions, God spoke through the prophets. So God can speak through a sermon you hear from Pastor Chris um, on prayer or on some other matter. God can speak through, you know, podcasts that you're listening to that, where they're preaching the word of God. Maybe a word that somebody gives you that lines up with, his, with, with the word. And God can speak through people. And uh, here's one thing, though, that, that I would say is anytime God speaks through people, it should always line up with the word. So it won't contradict the word if it's of God. <laughs> so if it's God, then it'll line up with his word. And so you always want it to, to confirm with what the word says, and it will produce peace. Everybody say peace. <laughs> Colossians 3 says, let peace be an umpire. So let peace call the shots. How many of you know umpires? They're calling the shots. So let peace call the shots in your life. Let the peace of God rule. Amen? So it will line up with the word and it will line up with peace. 
God also speaks through dreams and visions. Dreams and visions. Acts 2.17, God said, In the last days I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Sons and daughters will prophesy. Prophecy is speaking the word of God, the word of the Lord. And they will see dreams and visions. So God uses dreams and visions to really show us what is coming ahead. Things that are to come. So if God gives you a dream or a vision, you pray, Lord, is this of you? And you find out if the scripture lines up with it. And then you say, okay, Lord, I want to be ready for whatever you have. God speaks through dreams and visions. And when he speaks, it will build up. The word of God builds up. It doesn't tear down. It doesn't destroy. So when God speaks, it's going to build you up. It's going to help you. It's going to strengthen you in your faith and in your calling. Amen. And then he gives you that strength, that vision for what's ahead so that you can take steps of faith. You can take steps of faith. So why is it so important that we hear, that we tune in to God? Number one, God wants the best for your life. Tell somebody next to you, say, God wants the best for you. You know, the Bible says in Jeremiah 29, 11, God knows the plans that he has for you, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. And when you call to him and pray and seek him, you'll find him. So God has good things in store, but he wants to reveal them to us by his spirit. He wants to show us things and give us direction on things to come. And as we seek him, we're going to find him. He also wants to give you favor and provision in areas of your life that you're needing. I know in times of my life where we've, we're believing for things, God will speak to us to sow a seed, you know, to give something significant. And as we are obedient to that, then God has brought supernatural increase and harvest in our life and favor. And so God wants the best for us as we hear and obey. The other reason why is that someone's destiny can be affected by us hearing and obeying the voice of God. Someone's destiny, and this is uh, really shown in Acts chapter 8, 26, when God spoke to Philip in the middle of him doing a great work for God. God spoke to him right in the middle of it. He's doing this great work for God, and he says, Arise and go to the desert. Now, that didn't make a lot of sense, and that wasn't a lot of instruction. He just, says, arise, he just said, Arise and go. So Philip obeyed. He rose and he went. And when he went, he met an Ethiopian eunuch. And this man was riding in his chariot, reading the book of Isaiah, but he didn't understand it. And so Philip began to explain the scriptures to him. And as he explained it, the Bible says that this man's eyes were open and he received Christ that day. And then he said, well, now that you've received Christ, why don't we get baptized? And he pulled over the chariot and they baptized him right there in the river. And then that man went back to share Jesus with his whole region and area. And history records that the first church in all of Africa was started in Ethiopia, in Africa, in that region. So to me, it shows that there's a ripple effect many times of our steps of faith to just arise and go and be obedient to what God is saying. You know, even for our own lives, um, I've said, God, give me that kind of childlike faith to just be obedient when you say to do something. And I know in our life, you know, when God spoke to us to move to the mission field um, back in 2007, 
I didn't understand it all, (laughs) but I knew I had heard from God. And then I went home and Caleb had already heard from God when he was in Asia. And he said, I know where we're supposed to go. We're supposed to go to this region of Southeast Asia and work in Cambodia, Thailand, Burma. And so we took that step of faith and it was not easy to step out into the unknown. But because of that, you know, multiplied, you know, just so many miracles have happened because of that step of faith. And I share that because each one of you, God wants to lead you. He wants to speak to you and say, hey, why don't you witness to your neighbor? And you never know that the impact of witnessing to that neighbor or reaching out in love to this or that person, what God will do through those steps of faith and obedience. Amen. So I want to pray for us today. I want to pray that we would all have ears to hear what God is saying. Amen. Why don't you just close your eyes and and bow your heads. We're going to pray today. I know I I taught today because I know we're in a teaching series on prayer and really felt like I was to teach um, some of these aspects of hearing from God. But the point is, is that the Lord wants an intimate relationship with each one of us. He wants you to hear his voice and be led by his spirit. And if you're here today and you realize, you know what, I don't, I know about God. I've been saved, but I don't really have that kind of close relationship with him. And I want that. If that's you, would you just raise your hand? I want to pray for you today. Okay. Several hands going up. I also want to pray for those of you here that you say, you know what? I know the Lord, but I have allowed distractions to clutter my heart and mind from hearing from God. And today I'm making a decision that I'm going to tune in to hear what God is saying. If that's you, just raise your hand. Okay, several hands. Why don't we stand up to our feet? If you raised your hand on either of those, would you join me here at the front? I want to pray for you. I want to pray for that intimate, close relationship with God to be established in your heart and your life. Come on forward. Yeah. And I also want to pray for those that you say, you know what? There are other things that have kept me from hearing from God and I'm realizing them. You know, awareness is the first step. Just being aware and saying, God, I have allowed things to clutter my heart, my mind, things to keep me from hearing from you. And I'm making a decision to lay those things down and to seek you first. Can we just all close our eyes and lift up our hands to him? Let's just pray this prayer together. Say, Lord Jesus, 